That was somebody, great. Yeah. Somebody made a comment on my podcast the other day. They're like, they're really well thought out and educated takes hidden behind uh, a tornado of yelling, screaming, and throwing things. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored. Thank you. They nailed it. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. I'm AJ, joined with Jamie, and we're welcoming, welcoming back Matt, who was uh, taken ill last week. Yeah, I was done. Done for. Uh, and... We're very thrilled to have the heartbeat of positivity in the Star Wars fandom here with us, Michael, <laughs> aka Rex and Around. How's wow. it going? Thank you. That was so <laughs> unbelievably nice, especially because of the crazy morning we just went to, through. Thanks for bearing with me um, as I cool down from running around the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, not even I mean, joking. Um, like getting seeing like his like setup for the past like five minutes alone. I'm just like, I is everything all right? And it's, it, <laughs> It's 100% on brand. <laughs> Everything is not all right. Let me tell you, I, I came in expecting that the set would be in the same uh, configuration as, as where I left it, but it was all neatly packed up and put away, um, and, and that's just not expected for this set. It's normally in pure chaos and, and ready to be recorded on. So. so it was too neat for you. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I don't neat. want to sidebar this early on. We just hit record, but let's go on a journey. Um, the, the Kessel Run transmission guys, uh, they use this set as well. And yesterday, um, I started my podcast again and I, I, I jumped in and I was like, whoa, I have not podcasted here for three months. And the Kessel Run guys have kind of destroyed the set. Um, and so I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let me get it, you know, at least recordable. And, uh, and I came in this morning and they have completely cleaned the set top to bottom, which I was not expecting. <laughs> And I had to like set everything back up, so I'm very grateful that they cleaned the set. Um, but it ended up uh, uh, being to my um, dismay. <laughs> <laughs> they took that personally. I, I rewatched it. I watched the episode this morning with you and Greg, um, getting ready for this just so I could like experience the chaos beforehand. Wow. And um, yeah, I I was laughing at how every other word was. Yeah, KRT did this, and you're like just touching the plant, and I'm like, oh boy. Here yeah, go. yeah. But, so, um, sorry bit. about that. <laughs> It, it's good. I'm glad they cleaned up after themselves. So they did. That, it was great. very nice. <laughs> AJ, what are, we, what are we talking about today? We will be talking about the Bad Batch in a little bit. We'll be getting to our question of the week um, just in a moment. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say to Michael, like, uh, you know, we've been following you kind of for a couple of years. We're a big fan of your work um, in the Star Wars community. As I've already said, you, you know, all positivity, all fun. Um, Jamie, a couple of years ago, showed me the videos you and Greg and the gang make, and we just laugh at them all the time. And uh, it's it, it really is an yeah, honor yeah. to get you on the show. I was glad when I reached out, I was able to get through to you. So wow. Well, first, thank you so much. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and and it's it's always odd. Uh, I don't want to slam us too hard. It's hard. It's odd to find you know people who who really love what we do. <laughs> I know that sounds weird because like we do it, but um, <laughs> you know sometimes I think we get so wrapped up in in seeing like the not so great parts of the community and the not so great feedback that it's always so refreshing to to meet really cool like-minded people. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you for putting up with the uh, the kind of on and off that I was. Um, c companies had a, a, a ton of growth. Um, you know, I just moved. So it's been a really crazy season, but um, I'm glad to be here. 
Yeah, absolutely. Busy, so busy is good. You. So, um, yeah, let's launch, launch into the question of the week to uh, break the ice here. So, if you were a member of the Bad Batch, what would your special enhancement be? Oh, and wow. we will start with Michael. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're our guest. That's why yeah, we, we always start with the guest. Well, well, it first. Oh, goodness. I want to make this good. Have you guys thought about this question already? I haven't even told no, them. No, oh, no. Okay, so we're no all idea. on the spot. Yeah, always, it's always bland. Yep. And we're being we're being serious, right? I gotta I gotta think of an actual. Yeah, like, cool, it could be. Yeah. I mean, relatively you know. serious. Serious, I guess. Sure. <laughs> you know what I think would be really cool is is in in like chaotic situations like the one I experienced this morning to have a clear mind would be such a cool mutation <laughs> to be able to. <laughs> I would I would think that during like a battle to be able to slow everything down in your head and, um, you know, really kind of see what the enemy is going to do before they do it to take that chaotic moment that like that extreme sort of uh, release of adrenaline and energy and slow it down would be really awesome. I think that would be a cool mutation. That'd be That's really kind of like a. Um... That, like a Sherlock Holmes type thing. Yeah, from, absolutely. Uh, Robert yeah. 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 yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. I like I like how you were like having a clear mind is a is a mutation. <laughs> For me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right now I'm thinking it about is, a million though. things. <laughs> not standard issue anymore. Not at all. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but I like seeing seeing things before they happen. Possibly, uh, possibly Omega's ability. We'll, mm. we'll get into that though. We'll get into that. We'll yeah. get into that. I think that I would want something in which um, I could, like, fix any, like, anything. Because, like, every once in a while, like, I'll try to, like, build something on my own or just, like, launch it to some project and I get halfway through and I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. But having, like, the actual, like, clear insight, like, immediately to be able to fix the thing or pull it apart, put it back together, that would be, like, fantastic. So, I guess it's kind of like an offshoot of, like, what tech can do, but... Hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Different. So your name would be like Fix. Fixer. Yeah. Fix and Fix. Fixer. There you go. <laughs> Fixer. What about you, Matt? Oh, God. I still haven't thought of one. I thought of one, but it's kind of like dumb. <laughs> so I'm like debating <laughs> no, on whether. Okay, I so I want to be like super bendy. That's my power. I want to be able to like bend and like climb on things and be like super acrobatic and like, like so just question, like, like. Not like bendy bones, but like what? Extra flexible like an acrobat? Like I want to. I want to be like triple jointed. Yeah. Oh. I want to be like nuts. So we're not talking like Mr. Fantastic. No, he's no, talking no, no, Mr. I don't Fantastic. Want to be, I don't want... No, he's talking Mr. Fantastic. No, I don't, I want, don't want to be stretchy. stretchy. It's like it's like Robin. Like... It's more like Robin than Mr. Fantastic, like an acrobat and like yeah. Yeah. you're still okay, human okay. but you can do sort of a little bit beyond human activity. Yeah, my power my I have like a staff or something, like a retractable staff in my back and I like beat up droids but I, you know doing like flips and stuff nah see i, like I told you no nah, it's uh, and you'd super be bendy. Ben, bendy, bendu <laughs> i think that's already taken yeah. <laughs> bendu. You are bendu. Bendu. um i guess i would just choose like i'd be some sort of chameleon type thing so i would i just be a changeling i guess mm. i don't know my first one was I, I would fly but then i'm like wait this isn't superpowers right. so <laughs> and also so like flying is, flying is less of a big deal in star wars than it is in the real world <laughs> True. You could Very just get true. a jetpack. Like we could all just have jetpacks. Yeah. Good point. If if so, I yeah, can I guess... if I can say too to that, like this most recent episode of the Bad Batch, not to get ahead of ourselves. That mutation would have been very helpful when they were 
literally having conversations with clones that for some reason didn't for the most part them. didn't recognize them that was so weird yeah exactly <laughs> that's a good mutation so yeah that would that would work out with that new episode huh i'm so. sorry I, all i can think of is just wrecker hitting his head like I, I'm I, not even joking. I rewatched that scene like five times. I paused was, it upon it happening and was like, "Did he just hit his head?" And like, my favorite, scroll back and just get the noise was so such far. a Chris Bonk. That's my favorite. It's top tier so comedy. Far. Like I love that. Yeah. Oh no. So subtle and understated mm. that uh, hitting his head. With that, we will jump into. We'll, we've talked about aftermath kind of before, not on the podcast, but we'll we'll touch upon aftermath and cut and run here. Mm -hmm. So. I guess we'll begin with um, the Caleb and Depa opening, which was great. I know there's some people out there that are butthurt over stuff. Um, I guess with canon stuff changing. Um, but yeah, you guys want to... We'll start with Jamie, I guess, since you're okay. the, the yeah, Caleb well, Doom specialist. The Caleb Doom specialist. That's a loose term. But um, <laughs> I mean, like, I the moment that they like said it was Collar, I was like, whoa this is exactly what we think it is. And I was just so excited to see in the first place. I just also up front with the whole, all the visuals with um, Collar alone, that entire like sequence was so visually stunning with all of the wide shots of the mountains and all the trees and then the waterfall at the end, obviously. But yeah, so like that bit. Um, honestly, as a person who's read the comics as a casual-ish comics reader, it didn't bother me at all. Like, I, I loved what they did, and I loved that they did it, and I was not expecting at all to get more depth to Kanan's backstory, again, um, in, in this sequence. I mean, like, and I've told, like, AJ and Matt this already, but, like, the whole thing with whatever visual media is, that's what will be the most consumed version of it, not the comics, not the books, and so it's just, like, if it's canon, so what? Whatever is the actual, like, what we're seeing on a screen is unfortunately always going to be what's what's the most consumed and what's the most readily accepted. And yeah, just accept whichever part you like the best. I personally love that Depa had a blue lightsaber. I thought it was great. So yeah, I yeah I loved every bit of it. Yeah, it was interesting. They changed the, the lightsaber color from green to blue. But yeah, like you said, I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. I know Matt and I have discussed that the skeleton of the story is there of the same thing that happened. So, I mean, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I think it was fun. And it's actually pretty funny because technically, Deppa's lightsaber was changed from blue to green because they've had, they've yeah. had those character models for her for mm -hmm. quite a while mm -hmm. and they had a blue lightsaber. They were going to feature a blue lightsaber in Clone Wars and that's why they also have the blue lightsaber in the lightsaber collections book, which so is something that we figured out the other day. Have we uncovered a weird petty back and forth between Dave Filoni and comic writers? Because it, it is almost like <clears throat> it's I, I wonder if Dave was really attached to I, I would assume. Yeah, he's really attached to Caleb and Kanan because of Rebels and he's really attached to mm -hmm. Depa because of Clone Wars. And so I wonder um, if part of that was that he wanted to finish that story. And that the comic writers, you know, kind of beat him to it. And and I, and I do wonder if that was sort of a, a power play there by Dave Filoni to say, no, these are my characters. Uh, I'm going to decide how their story goes. Because it's a really weird thing. We talked about this a little bit um, on, on my podcast. It's a, it's a really weird thing that they wouldn't just select two other Jedi or they wouldn't just follow what the comic did and kind of write that in. Um, and it almost feels like if if we're changing canon this late into Disney era Star Wars, like what 
what is sacred? What can stay? What will be changed? Will they will they change other parts of Star Wars that we've looked at as canon? And if that's the case, is anything ever really canon? Yeah. These, these are the yeah, deep questions. It is, it is like, I mean, I don't want to say it's a scary thing to think about because I mean, it is just Star Wars at the end of the day, but, um, you know, like, what are they going to change next? The Ben Solo comics that create Kylo Ren, that people are, right. you know, did he destroy the temple? Did he not? Um, I don't know. You know, what, it is. I think what it comes down to is there, there, was a, there was a review, actually, before the first episode came out that kind of spoiled the Kanan reveal in the in the episode. And in the review, they talk about how they sat down and they said, well, who can we add to this story? And Dave Filoni piped up and said, well, we can use Kanan. Kanan's available. And for him to think that Kanan was available, even though really he wasn't, right, because they'd already told the story, kind of makes me think that that part of the Kanan comics was definitely like something that was left over because they've been working on Bad Batch for mm-hmm. years. They've had this yeah. like waiting in the wings for like ever. But I feel like the Kanan comic is one of those pieces like Dark Disciples or the stuff that we got in the Ahsoka novel or A New Dawn, where it was like these like leftover arcs and story beats that Filoni had written down somewhere that never really saw the light of day and did, they didn't think we're going to see the light of day um, that were just kind of adapted into other medium, uh, other media. Um, just because they they never thought that they would be making Bad Batch. Once Clone Wars came out, that kind of shakes everything up. So I think in terms of like when you ask what is sacred and what isn't, I would say things like Dark Disciple could be overwritten, say, like if they were to adapt that arc now, because we know Ooh, I'd love that, that uh, you know, there are rumors mm-hmm. that there's going to be more animated content coming out and Matt Lanter has come out and said that he might be a part of it. it- so... It seems like they're making a push for more adventurous stuff. I mean, she's been appearing in different posters, and she's a great character. So to have her death be in a book, yeah, um, might not be the best thing. So maybe they'll they'll probably adapt that in some way. So I think if we look at some of these stories, like you know what what could be leftover ideas that didn't make the cut, and what are you know actual original stories that these creators came up with. Um, I don't know how one would do that. I mean, you just kind of have to look at the story and and guess. Hmm. Um, but I think for the most part, like those kinds of stories are going to be subject to change just because, you know, the creators have the opportunity to do it now where they probably didn't have an opportunity before. It goes back to the consumption of it because the people who are making the shows and the movies are going to get the the top priority over everything else. And then the books and the comics will always, will always be underneath that. I mean, obviously with like the high Republic, they've had like free reign to do like whatever they want. I highly doubt those stories will be overwritten. Totally different sequence. Um, Because those are the creator's stories that they're telling. You know, they sat all these people down at a table and said, come up with a story. And they came up with the story. Meanwhile, you know, in the Kanan comic, the fact that it's on collar, the fact that, you know, there's a commander gray, and, you know, all the clones turn on Caleb and, you know, Depa during the battle or right after the battle. It makes me think that, you know, these were like notes that Filoni had just kind of like given to somebody to adapt. And that the yeah. bare bones were always there, but the way Filoni sees it and the way somebody else saw it were two different interpretations. It's so That's weird just... to be on a factual podcast. 
I'm, we don't I'm talk this learning, much about things. I'm like, learning no, we don't so usually. much. <laughs> this is like a hot topic. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I like this. I mean, it 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 sets a dangerous precedent um, of like what I mean because I I can understand what you're saying, but if you start to muddy the waters now, future creators will see the that precedent of being able to do that and change stories and i mean you know there's there's a lot of controversy over what disney era star wars has done and is that stuff gonna get changed because the fans want it changed i mean i i i don't i don't know um it's it's a little nerve-wracking to me especially because all of the high republic stuff is written right now um and I know that you said like it's thoughtful, it's 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 more well planned out. But all it takes is one Dave Filoni to say no, I, I want to do something different, and and I think he would. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Just because, again, you know that attitude of well, you know, Kanan's available. It's clear that you know Filoni has these yeah. stories just kind of like cemented. You know, like okay, and I'm going to tell them that yeah. kind of deal. Um, I guess. Yeah, it's a dangerous precedent. Um, I'm not too worried right now. I don't know why I'm not too worried, but I guess I'm not. Uh, just because, like, the bare bones of the story were kept. So, like, if you were to read, say, like, a summary of historical events of, you know, the, the what happens in Bad Batch, uh, the bare bones are the same where you could just make a summary, like, Depa Balaba and Caleb are betrayed on collar during the battle by Commander Gray and his clones, uh, and that's why Caleb doesn't trust clones anymore. And that wasn't really changed. So once, you know, this definitely is like, this could be seen as a stepping stone towards actually like just completely rewriting the, the bare bones of a story so that you cannot reconcile, you know, you cannot come up with a summary for both of them and have them come out almost the same. Hmm. Um, so I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Uh, and it, it, this was definitely the most egregious of the of the bunch that have been kind of like listed out like the ahsoka backstory and the cop vanth backstory most of them have been uh backstories that have been changed like memories almost i wonder if that's even in, I, I don't even know if that's a thing if that's just like a coincidence or an active choice where it's like okay this is told in a backstory or a memory so maybe we can change the details but i think something of note just in general um so, like, I, I love, obviously, you can consume all of the visual media with, like, the movies and the shows. And, like, I read my fair amount of the books, but, like, I don't care about the changes. Like, right, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm in, like, the minority here that, like, I don't really, I read the extra stuff and it's like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, I know, that I know like, what will take precedence here. So, it's just, like, I don't, I don't care that they changed it because, obviously, the director is going to have it the end of the the director will have the final say at the end of the day. So, it's just, like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't True. care. Like, I'm still consuming this I media and it's not going to change my feelings about it really unless it's like something like absolutely crazy but like you said it's like literally their memories each well, of these changes have been some sort of difference like that and i agree with you i i, I completely agree i actually only ever skimmed through the, the canon comic so to me it was no skin off my nose but i think if i want to get a horse in the race my thought is what happens when it is something i care about what happens when it is something you care about something that you're attached to is yeah. it, are, are yeah, we going to feel true. the same and at the end of the day, it's faking in space, and I think we're all. It's very yeah, clear yeah. that all, all yeah. four of us are very level-headed in our in our um, absorption of Star Wars content. But there are people out there who um, really have an emotional connection to this. They really base their personality, their their uh, 
joy on content that's given to them. And it's kind of the only thing they have. And so I think that's who I'm more concerned for are the people who there, there are people who have, you know, major social issues who have decided to live in the world of Star Wars. And that's that's really wonderful that they're able to do that. But then you start to take these moments away from them. And it's almost like taking family away from them. It's almost like taking family memories away from them. And I know people who so far as to get the Kanan comic tattooed on their arm, you know, and that's then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, well, that's as important to you as the 332nd is to me. What if the 332nd was rewritten? That would be kind of painful. And and so I think I, I agree. It's it's whatever. It's a it's, you know, six here, a half a dozen there. But um, I, I do think there is something to be considered and and obviously not for too long. And I don't want to, you know, derail the whole podcast on this topic, but I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great well, point. I, mean, I but, totally but. get what you're saying. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Jeez. Dave Filoni, if you're listening, which I know you are, uh, just don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're supposed to be, we're supposed talking, to be bad talking about Bad Batch. Batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> we're talking about the first I, 20 minutes of Bad Batch. This is, this, is, True. this is actually changing the subject, too. So why do we think that Crosshair's inhibitor chip actually worked and everyone else's didn't? Well, I would... Well, I would that's a good question. It didn't, Echo, he it got didn't 100% work. <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't just, like, go full ro- like robot, to say. Um, and just, he like, almost start, did. He, I think... Well, he was, you know, he was having problems. He was having like headaches and he was like, you know, you got to follow these orders. Well, and it's clear that they, the uh, Kaminoans didn't know what they were doing when they were creating these mutations. It was almost an accidental surprise. Um, And so part of me wonders if, you know, they were adding certain elements Mm -hmm. to certain players. And part of being a sniper is intense discipline and patience and focus. And so if you have to keep that, it's almost like you want to keep these directives because he was always the most soldier of all of them. So it makes me feel like his mutation in that wasn't so strong as to where Wrecker it was just kind of like throttle to 100, tech, throttle to 100, hunter, throttle to 100. And then Crosshair was more of a, a finely tuned mutation. So I kind of feel like it, it could have been that that didn't affect that part of, of, of the brain. That's a good point. That's a good... I hadn't considered that, really. Because that yeah, was like... for, for months, I'm sure Jamie's about to say this, but yeah. for months we were wondering, like... Uh, oh, well, the Bad Batch, like, will their chips work? And yeah. then as soon as we were watching it together, obviously, and as soon as it didn't happen, Jimmy was like, phew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, literally. Um, yeah, for the past, ever since the Bad Batch has been announced and everything, I've just been totally obsessed with them. Um, do they even have inhibitor chips? Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, a friend of ours uh, told us that pretty much, hey, the Cameo Owens were given a, um, a a deal to like, oh, you need to make us a product. And so the Cameo Owens are going to deliver on the product that they made, which are the clones. And every single one needs an inhibitor chip. So that statement alone, I was like, oh, yeah, so they'll definitely have the chips. Um, and then from there, what are they actually going to do? And I'm glad that they that it didn't change them and it doesn't yeah. make any difference. And But Omega yeah. doesn't have a chip, does she? Omega is a different kind of a clone. She's totally so, different. I don't know. I, we, they kind of get to Omega right now. Omega, yeah, Omega, Omega. 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 Um, we've talked about this before too, but not on the podcast, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to bring that what? up. Yeah, every time. Just, just yeah. say, so, it, say it. Um, uh, I'm Matt excited. Thanks. Matt's one of the people that thinks Palpatine could be. No, 
I'm not. I didn't say that. Matt, okay, come okay. on, Matt. Every week we have to no, go so, through so, this. No, every, no. every day. No, but really, we do. Characterizing my words, I promise you that. <laughs> so saying that we've talked about this before actually <laughs> actually is relevant to the conversation. Hey, I haven't finished my sentence, but also, uh, so Finish your sentence. I, I think Omega is force sensitive of some kind. And I think she is a clone. I've come to the conclusion, I think that she's a clone of a force user, maybe not Sheev Palpatine, but I think maybe someone else. Um, that's kind of what I've been thinking more recently. Perhaps I don't the know who dead Jedi that they were carrying out that nobody. That's, what, that's what I was going to say. Then we maybe we'll find that out, but. I feel like I'm back in the camp of who is Ray and like Ray Nobody versus Ray Skywalker and all that jazz. And like I just want Omega to be her own person. Like I know she's yeah, a clone. That's fair. And I've... the Cam the Cambion Owens like have cloned millions of people like before this. Like yeah. they have like millions and millions of like records in their record system. But like I just want her to like be like someone we've never seen before because she doesn't look well, she kind of we're not talking about that theory. Um <laughs> but like yeah, I just want her to be like her own person and she she obviously is very important to Nala Say because yeah. like Nala Say is always looking for her and making sure that she's like all right and whatnot. And like we have the one scene which I loved in the second episode of her sitting in the rear gunner seat of the Havoc Marauder, my favorite name of a ship, um, sitting in the rear gunner seat. And it was so so similar to Ezra looking at the picture of his parents. I absolutely loved that. I in mm. our rewatch of it again, I was like, oh, this is so similar to Ezra just looking for home. But um, her look, Omega looking at the headband. Um, she obviously also really cares for Nala Se, and she must miss her in some way, shape, or form because that's all that she had before. Um, and yeah, that, that's it. It's just she's still okay. looking for her family. I, I think there's something that a lot, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of people kind of glossed over when Tex scans her. He says origins unknown, and mm -hmm. I, I think that that should weigh a little heavier than it than it is. I, I said it to Greg, and Greg said that I was stupid. Which is fine. It's okay. We got through it. Um, but I, I think if Tech had scanned her, he would have said, you know, Origins, Django Fett, Bloodline, or or Camino, or you know, like uh, it, it just it would have had something to do with not unknown. It would have not been unknown. But the fact that it's unknown makes me think that there is something else there. That's a, that's another thing that I hadn't even thought of because I've always been under the assumption that she's a Django Fett clone, not a Palpatine clone, AJ. Um, she looks Daniel, nothing like Django Fett. Did you see Fett. Daniel Logan's like, post? Because she's a girl. Beside that. And Django Fett is not. That's why she doesn't look, look like him. And I think she, it was, you know, I think it was... I'm not going to say you know. it, but visually... <laughs> Jamie, look, did you, I'm not going to say J it. Jamie, did you see Daniel Logan's Instagram post yesterday? Yes. <laughs> I didn't see I can't. it. I love what was it. He There's photoshopped so blonde hair of, on him. Um, Tamir Morrison with like a blonde wig or like a blonde, oh, blonde hair. It's so funny. I love so it. it. So it's little Danny Logan, my favorite, in the blonde hair. I knew uh, Danny yep. Logan would come up in this podcast. I mean, it's, I don't know how, it's all how I, I think know. about. <laughs> but that's a good point. I think we're going to explore more uh, into her origins. I think that, you know, that's a clear mystery being set up. It's I... the Grogu of this this show, right? But now. I do think she's force sensitive. I do think that's her mutation. No, definitely, I agree. I she would literally be Grogu if she's force sensitive. Like they don't need to pull a force sensitive person into this show. Like Grogu yeah, doesn't I, I love you're nodding your head viciously over there, but like I, I agree. literally, like it's even though it is Star Wars, you don't need a Jedi in every single medium. Like you, yeah. you don't. I agree. You really I, don't. I, 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 yeah. I agree. 
Matt. I can curse. If she's force sensitive, someone <laughs> will find out along the way, and then it, it'll be like, oh, we need to find a Jedi, and then it's the Mandalorian, but in animated form. Yeah, I will we say are, though, like, I don't, we don't not, need that. Not to debate Omega's origin. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about Omega in general. Omega is amazing. Yes, she's yeah. the she's like the best. I hate to say it, but she might be the my favorite part of the show. Um, <laughs> And I didn't think that would happen, definitely. So, she's well. De- it's well deserved. I, yeah. I I adore the scene in episode two, in which she steps off the ship for the first time because she's never seen anything but the rain and the storms on Camino. And literally, just looking at the dirt, she's the happiest person in the galaxy. And just the face of just like when they jump to light speed, just seeing the reflection back in her eyes, and it's just. I, I love seeing Star, Star Wars through the eyes of a child because it, it really changes your perspective on the entire show as well. And I got to say, it's so similar to Ray seeing all the green on Takodana for the yeah. first time. And I, or the rain on Octo when she, when yeah, she reaches exactly. out. And she, no, it was, it was right. the reverse of her seeing the rain. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Omega only knew rain. She saw sun. Ray only knew sun and she saw rain. There you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ooh. Beautiful. Well, and it rhymes. I really hope that this is... Uh, all I mean, I'm sure everything is so like planned out and laser focused and thoughtful, but um, we could be entering a new era of Star Wars where the storytelling is directly reflecting the fandom. And I say that because right now, I would say the loudest part of the fandom, or at least for the last few years, has been kind of the toxic boys. Uh, we call them little baby boys. And um, boys. and and <laughs> what this show is doing is it's taking characters that these little baby boys do love, ones that, you know, they're obsessed with, and it's giving them heart, and it's giving them empathy, and it's giving them characters to attach to that are not just shooting cool guns and, and you know, saving the day. It's giving them it, kind of it, what it did with Din was giving them humanity and telling them, hey, no, it's cool. If you like Star Wars, it's cool to be empathetic. It's cool to be thoughtful. It's cool to be a dad. Um, and I could really see this reshaping a large part of the young fandom that is so toxic, so vile, and making them say, oh, wait, no, it's it's cool to be empathetic. It's cool to be to find joy in dirt. It's you know, and I really hope that that's kind of the narrative that they're pushing, because that's a really healthy narrative. It really is. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Uh, yeah, definitely. The dad batch. Yeah. Dad well, batch. The, I mean, yesterday. <laughs> I stole that from Star Wars Explained. Can't oh, take I, the credit. All right. All right. Dad batch. I, yesterday, I love, like. I, I love that. The second episode for me, I enjoyed more than the first. Um, there was the that moment when she steps off the farm and the Nexu comes and they have to, like, save her. And then she comes back and Hunter's, like, yelling at her, like, why didn't you listen? Like, why did you do this? And then Cut just, like, comes out and, like, gives her a hug and is like, you know, it, no, it's just important that you're safe and it's it's okay. And then he has to, and I love like all the entire Bad Batch who we've seen as like nothing but like these like heroic, like people who know exactly what to do in all situations. They're all standing there like slack jawed, like, uh, <laughs> what do we do? You know, and Cut has to like teach them how to be parents, you know, how to be like understanding and patient with a child who isn't a soldier, who doesn't, you know, have to, like, blindly, you know, charge in and follow orders all the time, and who will actually, like, is curious and will explore and do these things that, you know, they have no idea. They were they were trained from birth. They're, they were never kids. They were never, you know, they, were, they never had really parents of any kind to raise them. So it's like these blank slates 
being slowly taught how to be good parents. I mean, obviously, parenthood is such a huge theme in Star Wars. It's like one of the biggest ones yeah. uh, you've got, you know. So <laughs> that moment was the, was what solidified, I think, the, sh the entire show for me was when Cut, you know, just has to hug her, tell her it's going to be okay, and then talk to the Bad Batch about being parents. That was like sold, immediately sold me on the show. Cut is just the best cut is so I good dude and i i watched i watched his episode before we watched the the bad batch episode and it's just he's such a good character you know he's so devoted to his family and it's like that is so so cool you know yeah. it was sold we'll for me again. when um oh come on i'm telling trying to say when i was sold on the show <laughs> go okay ahead. go ahead i was sold when they get back into their stinky smelly room that looked incredible and um first of all we couldn't find echo's bed if anyone can find echo's bed please tell me because I, I could not find it in the scene um but no wrecker rushes over to his bunk and grabs his lula tuga doll and it just starts like waving everywhere it's smacking it across their face that's yep. when i was sold i'm sorry wrecker needed a stuffed animal i'm so happy that he has one it's like the comedy is so it's so fresh and new and it's not pandering. Uh, I, I, I loved Rebels, but I think a lot of Rebels comedy was kind of slapstick, and it was very much aimed at, you know, seven-year-olds. This is kind of getting a little bit more mature, and it's it's referencing a lot of comedy that we see in the films, like which is which is really cool, the physical comedy that we see in the films. And, and I, I can't get enough of it. I'm loving yeah. the tone. Yeah, just, you know, as we were talking earlier, the hitting the head in the background. It's not even dressed. There's no, like, silly music. It's just him, like, bonk. It's it. so good. It's a very crisp noise. It's very, very good and, noise. And then, and oh, then no. where, where Echo says, we've got a problem, and Tex says, uh, we're more, uh, what is it? We're more deviant than defective. Basically, as yeah. if Echo was saying that, like, the Bad Batch has a problem. Like, no, he was saying that that there's an issue happening right now. Yeah, and it was just Tech has some I, great lines. Yeah, yeah, like when they were talking about, can you recreate these codes? And he's like, well, I just learned of them, <laughs> yes. but I totally can't. But of course, yes. <laughs> I love that. I really like the dynamic of Echo and Tech together. They're yeah. like yeah. Yeah. they click yeah. so well together, just like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Let's I'm just like, laughing at like every everything with Echo and Tech. Just everything with Tech in general. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I'm I'm like. Obviously, speaking Michael's language over there, but like Tech was always my favorite, like in like the early, the first arc as mm -hmm. well. And but like I can understand like why a lot of people didn't like him, but like now that we're actually still getting more characterization for everyone, and like I still just love Tech. Oh, like he's the it, best. it's just to the point. There were like, people who didn't like there. Tech. They didn't, They weren't like his favorite. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. He was kind of glossed over in a lot of ways, and and mm -hmm. I think they were worried about making him too much of a well actually character. Um, where uh, he's always proving everybody wrong. But now that they're kind of fleshing out the comedy, he's very dry sarcasm. And, and honestly, the way he doesn't understand humor but still lands a joke is really good. It's like, it's yeah, really yeah. fun to see. Yeah. You know, he's British, so it's dry. It's all dry humor. <laughs> I just want to point out that uh, I love how they put the uh, male pattern baldness mutation in tech. And he's. Yes. <laughs> I love how that was. So yeah. somehow it's got to be beneficial to them. So we'll we'll find out. That's so funny. In the new Lego, you literally get two extra hair pieces, one for Hunter and one for Tech. Those are the only <laughs> extra hair pieces you get. That's hair funny. is important. It's gonna They're the only ones with hair. But like... well, watching this episode, um, you know, Hunter and and um, Cut were talking, and I'm like, look at these, look at these guys' hair. Like it was bad. The ponytail <laughs> with the, so the mutton bad. chops, and then Hunter's hair is just. <laughs> hey, I can I can relate to the mutton chops. 
Matt, I think you're pulling it off better than Cut is. I, I am so curious well, as to you. why Cut is has that style. It's just like nothing here. And and also, if you're trying not to get detected, wouldn't you grow a full beard? Wouldn't you do something? That's what I was about Change to say. Change your voice like, a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, just My a goodness. little bit on the sides is not enough I know. to hide you, dude. Like, you almost got caught. Like, dude, go all out. Just grow it, a big, bushy beard for It a would be while. like me being like, now you don't know who I am. <laughs> Where did he go? Wow, oh, you guessed, guessed on Holland Ever Otters. <laughs> Uh, really for, loved, for the audio um, only listeners, he oh, just sorry. took off his glasses and that was oh, right, it. Right. No, sorry, yeah. audio amigos. <laughs> I really loved uh, their like costumes they put on, their disguises. Um, yeah. So yeah. you mean uh, hats? Uh, Hunter didn't. Hunter just put on like a farming outfit. He kept <laughs> his stupid headband. Like, and then Wrecker loved his little. Wrecker wore the poncho what? and the hat like the whole episode. <laughs> Why did Wrecker change so early? There was no reason he needed to change that early. Like, literally, no. like, Omega goes beyond the fence, and, like, that was after Hunter and Cut went to town. And so, oh, like, was Wrecker, Wrecker was probably supposed to go with them. But, like, he's literally just he wants to already in the poncho, in the hat. Saluka, my Uncle son, is, is bad bad on your skin. He wants to protect his skin. Saluka, my son. <laughs> Dude, on it, like, it, it was so funny to me, Hunter walking around. He didn't take off his skull headband. Like, I get... You have the skull tattooed on your face. Just you flip can't really it. Get rid of that. Yeah, right. Just flip it around. Just or take it off yeah. and wear a hat like everybody else, dude. <laughs> like, how does nobody notice you, that's why. this clone walking around with a big skull tattoo on his face and a skull bandana? I feel like with um, the hard reset for Order 66 for all of the regular clones, I feel like it made them all even more oblivious, though, like actual stormtroopers, because, yeah. like, none of them yeah. are picking up anything. Yeah, like, well, that, that's like, what literally Michael none of them noticed earlier. the clones. You know, why didn't, why hard didn't reset. they notice? When um, I saw a theory. Just being dumb. I, I saw a theory, and I, I think you guys are kind of referencing this, where it <clears throat> it reset them to Episode 2, the Episode 2 clone troopers. Um where they're kind of mindless and they they don't have any personality. I mean, it 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 was really interesting because somebody mentioned, yeah, it's just like Attack of the Clones, and it and it really is. It's it was weird how much I didn't root for them as soon as their personalities were gone. And I'm obsessed with clones. I don't know yeah. if you guys know. <laughs> gee, gee, oh, really? I don't know. I don't know how we could tell. Really, <laughs> that was a so. That was one thing that I like pointed out immediately with um when we were watching the first episode in the cafeteria. All of the background clones have the same standardized haircut. No one is mm-hmm. an individual anymore. So it's it's like they immediately all lined up to get their hairstyles restyled. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. is just gone. No it more really tattoos. So Everyone's sad. just the same. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, how do I you... love the food fight also. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> what were they eating? It looked like burritos. There burritos or rolls. Or rolls. A bunch of yellow soup. A lot of yellow mm. soup. Yes. Everywhere. <laughs> you, I have to say, your all of your attention to the lore and the names of things. I, I don't have that kind of brain capacity. You are naming everything by name. I, it's really impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank Matt's, you. Matt's so, the lore king you. over there, and oh, Sammy's not that as well. That's I'm just cool. here yeah. for the red. What do you do? Do you, <laughs> do you have like the books? Do you do you like read Wikipedia a lot? Yeah, that's, oh, yeah that's, Matt, that's Matt's territory. Wow. Like, what? One thing that like, so like, I guess like my background in general. So like, the sequels are like my like main thing 
but like um the clone wars was my secondary like main thing and like i just kind of like fell down a rabbit hole of like trying yeah. to like learn like as much as possible about like the background and whatnot and just like figure out everything about the clones and so like my clones were my, my clones the my clones, clones. <laughs> that's sweet. the clones are always my favorite part yeah. of the <laughs> look at my clones no they were always <laughs> my favorite part of the clone wars and so i was very amped for the bad batch to be a show in the first place and like it, it was funny because like both aj and matt were like yeah i'm i'm gonna watch it i'm not like that excited and i'm just like the bad batch is going to be my favorite yeah, yeah. thing cool. going into it and they're all like why this is very confusing um yeah what's your but, favorite yeah, era of star wars yeah I mean, you love fallen order um you the whole reason oh yeah 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 Yeah, so i was like who are you asking um yeah so like getting to that my favorite era of star wars is the post order 66 era in which we don't even have like that much information so i'm so so excited to be getting like the actual this all of this stuff in the show and like i have so many stupid questions in my head like what's the clone retirement program are they when are they going to be phased out are they given a paycheck as they leave or are they just told leave and like what's See, what's going to happen that's not like, a stupid question because i that's an incredible like i'm incredibly curious because the empire seems to know you know there are clones out there like in rebels when the when the three of them mm-hmm. are on the you know atte in the middle of the salt planet See, i don't know the name of that um i forgot that one uh, but you know, when they're in the middle of nowhere, uh, the empire gets a call, like Wolf calls them and they're like, oh yeah, so those three clones out there. And it's like, okay, so do you guys have, are you, you're monitoring all these different clones in retirement somewhere well, or is it like not a big deal? I mean, there's, they're still registered. <clears throat> there's literally ahead, millions of them. My, my wonder, my concern or, or thought is there could be some kind of mass extinction event. Um, you know, in, in, um, uh, Force Unleashed, I believe. Wh- what was the game that had the Imperial attack on Kamino? Was that Force Unleashed? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the the Empire at one point, and it's not canonical anymore, but I do think they will take some some from the story. There was one point when there was so, some sort of an attack. There was some some point where I, I genuinely think we're going to see some of that where a lot of the clones get wiped out because... Otherwise, there's millions and millions of clones that have been reset that only want to follow orders wandering around the galaxy. Uh, the clones that, you know, the Empire is monitoring have all got their chips removed. So I don't know if, if they know that their chips are removed. I'm not sure what, what that means, like if there is some sort of relationship there. But I can't imagine the Empire would be all right, like all right with a bunch of order following soldiers out there not a part of the empire right and that you know that's a that's exactly it you know uh, i i'm surprised they're even okay with clones without the chips i would have thought it's that weird. they would just wipe those out to wipe them out too they're a liability just the same there has to be some but kind I of do, value prop yeah i think you're absolutely right about i honestly think the Cam, the Kaminoans and the clones are going to be like the first imperial genocide that we're going to see like they're just going to wipe them out when we were going into watching this, I was so worried, obviously, having to experience Order 66 again. And, like, what we got was pretty mild. And so, like, now that you're actually, like, bringing up that there might be this huge, like, pretty much clone genocide, I'm... Well, I think, right? I think Michael yeah. is totally um, correct that they're, not, going to, that. <laughs> they're going to adapt the Legends part where, you know, the, the Empire just invades and wipes out Kamino. And, you know, there was a clone uprising, too. You play it in Battlefront 2, yeah. uh, the original. Yeah. Uh, so I honestly think that that's what they're setting up. The Kaminoans are going to turn the clones on the Empire. Oh, that would be so cool. 
wipe them all out. Yeah. The like the original it'll, it'll, rebellion. Yeah. It'll, it'll be incredible, go. but like who else are we gonna lose? Yeah, I know. I know who are we gonna lose? <laughs> I mean, I could also see a world where, you know, we talked a little bit about crosshair. Crosshair's not gonna stay bad. That's my thought. Is okay. there's gonna be a redemption arc, and I think we all agree. She made a redemption arc for crosshair. Um, hopefully one that does not result in him dying. Um, but uh, I think that there could be a world where, you know, they go back to get him, they they get rid of his chip or whatever, and then they do some, they build some kind of rebellion of clones. And, you know, everybody's talking about which, which Bad Batch character is going to die. Uh, I would like to see none of them. Um, but I could see a world where they lead the rebellion of clones against the Empire. That would be awesome. I know everybody was dying for the First Order versus Final Order, you know, uh, up Stormtrooper Uprising. And I still think one day we could get that. But I would love to see, you know, clone versus Empire kind of uprising. I think that's a great, that's a And great maybe idea. that's what really sparks, like, uh, the Rebellion and whatnot. Maybe yeah. Saw gets involved. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Saw's not joining. Saw, Saw's everywhere. He's Is anybody whatever. else tired so, of seeing Saw everywhere? <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. He is. He I is really, everywhere. I really love that. There's only like a five year time span between Bad Batch and Fallen Order when we see him next. And in Fallen Order, he looks just so okay. he's like bald and grungy. And oh, Jamie has changed so much in five years. Look, look so the the thing with the whole aging up of characters, this is something that is always a hot take for me. Um, first of all, Tarkin. The Citadel arc happens maybe like a year and a half before the events in the Bad Batch at most. And he he looks relatively young, relatively. And, and then in the Bad Batch, he's already like really, really old, like yeah. a New Hope era old. He has so what many wrinkles you, and he has like the, the liver spots and whatnot on his forehead. And I'm like, uh, like, why is he so old a year later? It doesn't, it doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Hey, do it. Do it. Stress with this Cr- yeah, job. yeah. Crunching the numbers on whether or not clones are uh, financially, yeah. uh, so, like, financially like, a good that's, idea. That's terrible. But then, like, Cut's kids, they were aged up perfectly because yeah. that's also like a year and a half later. And, like, yeah, they're not yeah. that much older. So they're still. See, I think they kids. looked a little. I think they looked a little older than they should. A little bit. I think they looked fine. I'm glad they didn't look like teenagers, first of all. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. You're right about that. I wanted to. Um touch upon the whole chain codes uh being implemented and whatnot and that was really cool to start starting to see all Mm -hmm. this uh imperial takeover and now that i think of it um the town uh where they were in the last episode there uh it it gave me a lot of lethal vibes from rebels when they're trying to like walk Mm -hmm. around um lethal uh in disguise and whatnot so i um, i love um i love when echo went into the like little like uh, check-in booth, whatever, um, and he he's plugged in, like, getting the data, and he's looking around, and he has no idea he's what, confused. what he's looking at. He's confused, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything is just brand new, and, like, I, I love that shot alone, and I feel like that one's really, really overlooked, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, it looks the same. No, no, it doesn't. It looks yeah. totally different. The Empire wasted no time even in changing out the emblems. There's the Imperial yeah. Cog everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, you're I was, absolutely right. I was saying that, and, like, recapping to AJ, I'm like, they literally, like, overnight just changed yeah. everything because they rolled out the new logo, mm-hmm. the, all, all the new merchandising, all the new stuff, and, like, they every, everything's there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah they, really. Imperial I marketing guess, is solid. <laughs> Tarkin was really putting in the hours on this one. The chain code idea is so brilliant. Like, it's actually, like, really smart, right? Like, oh, you know, you have these useless Republic credits that you're not going to want anymore. All you have to do is turn them in 
trade them for the imperial credits and you get you know your number Mm -hmm. but like who's not going who's going to sit around with useless money they're gonna they're all everybody in the galaxy is going to want to trade in their their money for the new stuff so everybody is going to be uh cataloged it's it's actually like a pretty smart move and i just want to say the control of movement is something not often talked about with like authoritarianism and fascism uh and it's it's really cool to see uh that implemented with the empire i know we kind of saw that in solo too and i remember thinking yesterday when we saw them put the chain codes in the little drawer and then the drawer like slides in and the person Mm -hmm. like inspects them and it's like the same kind of thing as solo where you know the control controlling the movement of people is essential to controlling people um i I, i'm really scared of saying this because when when matt said authoritarian everybody kind of laughed as if maybe matt goes political (laughs) sometimes um not on the podcast. Okay. Uh, we we try to keep it not right. in the podcast, but yes, out of the three of us, Matt is the most political. Okay, and I'm not going to get <laughs> political. Most informed. Here. I'm not going to get political here, but I do want to say something very similar to that that I that I've been seeing is is the implementation of cryptocurrency uh, and how it's almost like we're getting familiar with having value on something that has no value and. Um, you know, the the Federal Reserve in the U.S. is just printing dollar bills that have no value. There's no gold behind it anymore. And so yeah. it's really interesting to see now we're just adding value to nothing as long as people believe in it. And it kind of is a step in there's a, I forget who said it, but um, somebody said, you know, that someday we will own nothing but be happy. And that's the idea of having no physical ownership over uh, property or you know uh, equity or or any sort of cash value, but everything will be within this sort of government regulated chain of uh, ownership and and currency, and it gets very similar to what we just experienced in this episode of like oh everything you have it's worthless now, but if you add this to it, it's got value. It's really interesting yeah. to see that kind of shift. If you add if you add this number that we can track mm-hmm. you with, then you know, you're all set now. Just super interesting. Mm. That's all. I love that we got that take from you. I I absolutely adore that we got that take from you because everyone is always like, oh, Michael, he's pure chaos. Absolute chaos. (laughs) Like, we don't know what, you don't know what you're going to expect. And then suddenly we get like businessman, Michael. And I'm like, whoa. Somebody somebody (laughs) made a comment on my podcast the other day. They're like, they're really well thought out and educated takes hidden behind uh, a tornado of, yelling screaming and throwing things and i was like wow i'm i'm, I'm so honored <laughs> thank you I, I mean i do nailed it. I, I think star wars has always been my release it's been my thing that i don't have to be buttoned up and, and serious i mean I, I i do run a business and got over 100 employees here and so that the the me that's not on on my star wars side is very different so that was a little piece of it but it's more fun to be crazy i guess that's good no that was great yeah thank you that <laughs> no, was great Hey, what else we got on the episode? Oh, yeah, Star Wars. I mean, I I have an absolutely polarizing people will turn off the podcast question for the end. Whoa. (laughs) We we bring the heavy hitters here, I guess. (laughs) There he goes. (laughs) (laughs) He's out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, was there anything on the two episodes that we wanted to still talk about that we missed? What else did I love? 
while you're thinking of that, Go I'm ahead. just really excited to see more Echo character development because I, I was, um, you know, watching this video about, you know, how Echo removed his handprint and how that symbolizes that the old Echo's oh, yeah. dead and the new one is is this version and he's kind of soulless right now and he's still finding himself. And I think by the end of the series, we're going to have like a completely new character in Echo. And, you know, the fact that, that even Hot Toys... Um, led with the Echo character kind of says a lot because they're told what to launch, according to Lucasfilm. So I, I'm i kind of excited to see Echo become uh, a star in the show. Yeah, I'm super excited for him to actually get the cybernetic hand, the yeah. uh, Inspector Gadget, yeah. Go-Go Gadget. With the, arm. with the stretchy arm, we're back to the, we're back to the, my power, the stretchy <laughs> yeah. arm. There you go. Um, I loved the episode that Cut just mentions Rex and Echo shoots out of yeah. his like chair or whatever. Yes. And he's just like, where is he? What's going on? Rex, and he, he just he? he just wants because like obviously he he like gets along with the bad batch, but he's just like, I'm just kinda with these guys. He's not like with with these guys yet. But he was the moment like Rex was done, Rex is his family. So at the end of the day, he like wants to like find him again. Did that yeah. bother anybody that they glossed over that so fast that they weren't like, Well, where did they go? What are they doing? Like, where can I find them? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. honestly, like yeah. that was that all those questions were going through my head. Why weren't they going through everybody else's head? Right. Like, oh, where'd he go? Mm-hmm. Why is he not here anymore? Like Rex, for like I said before, I watched Cut's episode in the Clone Wars before I watched Bad Batch. And, you know, Rex sees Cut's family and kind of feels it looks like he he feels like, you know, this is your place, this is my place. I can't really have that because I'm serving the Republic kind of deal. And of course that's the classic hero's journey, right? You know, the hero has to give up the normal, quote unquote, normal life that they want for something more extraordinary. So even, you know, Rex has like a hero's journey arc. Um, but now that's over, right? He doesn't have that um, tie to the Republic anymore. He doesn't have that obligation, that uh, responsibility to carry out, you know, uh, his military uh position anymore so really what is he doing right now uh is he you know going out and trying to live the life that he feels that he sacrificed for the republic now that the republic is over and all of his friends are basically like gone (laughs) or is he you know helping clones is he i I mean we're going to get the the answers later in the season because we know we're going to meet rex at some point but i really would love for them to kind of address I mean, having the cut appear is is already a callback to that episode. I would love for them to address kind of really how Rex is feeling right now without that purpose that kept him from doing so many other things. Um, I really, I, you know, I'm, I yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming we'll get, we'll get there eventually. But I think I would have loved to hear just a little bit more about what Rex is up to. I know. Because I'm like foaming at the mouth for news on him. I also wonder if they're just so scared of introducing rex only for him to take over the show like he did in in rebels for a while too it's like they just gonna Mm -hmm. keep using these i also to be completely honest don't he's gonna be with ahsoka and uh, dude uh, it's kind of getting to the point of of saguerrero where i'm like all right i've got enough of ahsoka's story can i can i get somebody else i love ahsoka no hate but man (laughs) there's a lot of ahsoka going on right now yeah, Same yeah, yeah. We hundred percent agree with I that. I mean, yeah. he he might not be with Ahsoka, but I can't imagine that. I don't know why he would not be with Ahsoka. Right, and how how I mean, this is days after Order sixty six, so they they should yeah. still be together, at least traveling to to somewhere. 
before they split yeah. up. And and that makes me wonder, is this do does, is this going to be part of like how we track down Wolf and Gregor? And and there were handfuls of other clones. They they the in canon they say that there were a lot of clones that that did defect. Is yeah. this going to like are we going to get to see this? I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, in in the going back to the Kanan comic, uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite moments in that comic is when uh, I think it's Gray or Styles, one of the two, has like a mm-hmm. moment where they're like, "Why are we chasing this kid? Why are we doing this? We we shouldn't be doing this." Mm-hmm. And he and and he like overrides his chip and like, uh, spoiler alert for the Kanan comic, but he like <laughs> blow he blows up the ship to save Kanan. Like he like. He kills himself and all the other clones on board just to save him. So the you know, there's there's an active resistance against the chip in some clones. I would love to see that explored more. And I think, it will. I think Dave Filoni added Kanan to Bad Batch to kind of create a bridge between mm-hmm. Clone Wars and Rebels. You know, now that there isn't probably going to be an animated Rebels sequel, I guess the animated trilogy will be Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and Rebels. So we have Kanan. We might, we'll probably have uh, Gregor and Wolf. You know, we'll we'll be setting up for where we we see everybody in Rebels, and I honestly think that's probably the biggest reason why he decided to to do the Kanan override and all that, just to give the show more continuity. Yeah, <laughs> taking away continuity to give it more continuity, but makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think with all the stuff you just said, I think they're absolutely building towards a clone rebellion of some sort. Um, but it's just interesting how, like you said earlier, Matt, how the three of them, Gregor, Rex, and uh, Wolf, how they're so peacefully living uh, on the planet that we forget the name of, uh, with the Empire not really caring. Like, it seems like they know they're there, maybe, but they just don't care. But they don't care. And I, and it's like, that is very uncharacteristic of the Empire. Well, and it, we find out that Wolf is is still kind of a rule follower. I wonder if they've been instrumental in assisting the Empire in the past. So there's a value added to them. Where it's like, mm. well, you know, they've they've reported this or they've done that, so um, you know, maybe there's something there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. All I know is I'm excited to see the Clone Rebellion led by Omega Starkiller, which is probably oh, going to wow. be our last. Thing. Love, <laughs> it. Love it. Good stuff. I'm kidding. Don't do that. You're going to have a <laughs> lot of angry that fans. Crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like our like opening takes of this, and like Matt's talking about his theories and whatnot of who she a clone of. Like, I almost said, like, a hot take like that, but I was like, I I don't... No, there's no need, no really, need for a hot take like that. We'll really find out people. when it happens. Yeah. yeah. And anything's possible. possible. That'd be something. <clears throat> what do you... What do you... AJ, let's... let's. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. no, go on. Go for it. No, I was we... going to tell AJ to do his hot end take, but yeah, you, you so have more to say. The so. last thing... <laughs> I, yeah, the last thing I do want to say is is uh, Crosshair and, and kind of what he's going to go through, and, and we find out that the... Uh, those elite troopers are uh, co- uh, conscripts. 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 Yeah. How do you say oh. that? Con- conscripts. Yeah, conscripts. yeah, they're not actually they're clones. Yeah, conscripted. They're not clones uh, in that armor. And I'm I'm really curious mm-hmm. to find out if if maybe he's given that squad and their inability to perform because they're not clones is something that kind of plays a part of him returning back to his normal state of like what am i doing like what am i a part of because those elite clones i think are going to be a big part of it i also think we're going to see those types of clones in the kenobi series um tracking down uh deserters missing jedi i think that they're going to reuse this sort of clone model a lot uh in the future 
And I wonder if we're going to start to see things like, you know, Commander Cody roll out and, and kind of have his own squad. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm really interested to see where they go with this. And I hope they show us. Yeah, yeah. I de- that's that's another thing about Cody. You know, I bet he'll he'll appear at some point. Well, according to our our friend Corey, who we had on a couple weeks ago, obviously Michael knows him well. Um, he thinks Cody will appear in probably both series. So, Corey, Corey's yeah. getting Corey's got some interesting. Uh, I have to be careful what I say, not to offend Corey. <laughs> uh, Corey has some interesting people on the inside who are mutuals. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I won't say anything more. <laughs> I'll let Corey. We, do we can leave it at that. We can you know what? It it's it's, it's okay. a better world so, where Corey's uh, we, we, the. We Corey's don't do the, the leaks. We don't do yeah. the leaks or too many spoilers Same. or whatnot. So. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let I mean, Corey Matt do lives that. on Reddit. I can't speak for him, but other than that, yeah, like, that's not my. So you're the vision. one, Matt. Can yeah, you say? I'm can you say one. some I'm good things about me? Can you say some good things about me? Yes, always. 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 So I do have my question, and. If you have to pick one, who do you no. pick? No. Or, you know, to die? You have, you ha- no, no, no. Okay. You, ha- you pick one to keep. To marry? To live? I don't, I don't, That's even no. worse. It, this is, I don't know how to phrase start this question. Ask You're picking it, one. And then, and then we'll go back. Okay. Omega or Grogu? Oh. Omega. Ooh. I didn't Omega. To, I didn't have to I'm think about it. I'm actually really Omega. liking Omega, Omega right now. Oh, four Omegas. See, everyone's going to hate Omega us and turn it start. off. Look, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Grogu from the very beginning. Like, I didn't buy any Grogu merch, honestly, until, like, season two. I mean, there wasn't any merch until, like, after yeah. a year since the show aired. But, like, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it from the beginning because I was like, I, whatever. Like, I, I don't <laughs> He's find cute, babies but... cute. Wow. <laughs> I I'm mean, like, you. I'll, like, I'm I'm like, like oh, yeah, it's adorable, first, but, like... I'm I'm not I'm not a kid. Jamie big, hates big babies. Little, little little kids. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with like, you. I'm not a big little little kids person, and so I was Jamie, like, that's probably this, the root is of this why. Not your hat. That is my hat. That was that was the first um piece of Baby Yoda merch that I bought or uh-huh. that you bought to, that I had. So like, and then that's the second one. This this one back here. That's, oh yeah, with the hunter headband. With the hunter headband. I love yeah, that. He's he's, uh, he's he's ready today. Ready to Do go. you think they he's squeeze? Do you think they squeeze Grogu into the series at some point? I think they do. Ooh. I really think they do. Really? I, I do too. I think yeah. it would be a fun bridge. Like, I, I don't like them pulling characters from other shows that much. I think it's just, like, such an overused thing. But I feel like, for, for Grogu at least, um, we know, obviously, he survived. Because he's in Mandalorian. We we would like to know how he survived. And so, like, that Do was, you think like, they're going to show him being rescued from the Jedi Temple? I don't no, think that. I, feel I think, like, I think we're already past at this that. Point. Yeah. Maybe they'll just, like, move him. Or they'll run into someone who's moving him. They'll run into it. a very like, oh, scarred is... Mace window carrying <laughs> there we go. It's, uh... it's Mace. Oh, God. Uh, no. it's Honestly, always I, would you be upset if it was? If Mace Windu and Grogu showed yeah. up in Bad Batch, how would you feel? Dude, I'm probably going to eat these. I'm going to eat these words, but I've been against Mace's return from like day one. Mm. As soon as it happens, I'm probably going to be like, all right, whatever. Like I'm always on board after a while when they do things that I disagree with. Like so, like Palpatine. It's, yeah, like Palpatine's return and whatnot. I'd be like, all right, whatever. Um, so I, you know, I'll I'll get on board. But right now, it's like, oh my god, does everybody have to? Yeah. Everybody have to come back? Yeah. You know. 
The answer is yes. Everybody no. does have to come back, Everyone according does. to Star Wars. <laughs> even they kind of even open Pandora's it. box when you do do it with Palpatine and everybody else. So Luke, I guess. Luke even told us no one's ever really gone, and that was literally just Disney's era Star Wars saying, "Heads up, guys, we're bringing the whole gang back." <laughs> Are you collecting th those figures now too, like I, in multiple quantities? I have seven I... of them now. I don't You're know what's seven. happening. You went to seven. I'm in a little bit of trouble. I I I can't stop. I don't like Hasbro. I don't know if you know my feelings on it. But oh it's, really? <laughs> it's like an addiction at this point, and I'm just I brought them in my pocket today. They're my pocket clones for today. So I have some errands to run. They're gonna go with me to Home Depot, and I don't know what I don't know what happened. I, I there's it's hello, it's me now. I'm I, I get it. I, I have like that. 35 of those 332nd figures, and I'm like, what am I doing? But I can't, can't stop, can't stop. Ooh, what was that? Was I, uh, I'm okay. It's a. I heard it on the the ceiling. Xbox controller. It's all good. Just flung over the edge of the table. Um, right. Um. <laughs> Hasbro. We uh, yeah. we talked about Hasbro. I'm not allowed to talk about Hasbro Jamie starts anymore. throwing stuff. We're, uh, we haven't talked about pod racing. That's very on brand for me to start throwing stuff, talking about Hasbro. Yeah. So, fun you... fact, my tragic backstory, I interned at Hasbro for like a semester one winter when it was like really, really snowy here. And so I only went like five times. And so it got to the point, they were like, who are you? And I'm like, so. <laughs> hey, you could have taken over the, the Black Series uh, operation there. I wish yeah. you yeah. were. Opportunity. Yeah. I, I do have <laughs> a quick question. Did you guys already talk about what you, what you bought on May the 4th? Because it was only a buying day. There was like no Star Wars news. I know, I know. Um, what did I buy? Asia, what did you buy? I bought the on Disney Shop. I bought the Batu coffee mug. Yep, I really like that <laughs> with yeah. Kylo and Ray on it. Cool. Um, what else? We bought some pins from some small business. Small things. vendors. Love That's that. like our like big thing is getting yeah. the enamel pins. Um, did I get any figures? I you didn't love any bought, of the You bought Hunter, and you already have him. So yeah, like, but that he wasn't, was a like, new. Thing. There was like a restock, and he came pretty quick. So, <laughs> yeah, with this wacky uh, animated armor, little wacky, <laughs> little wacky. It is. Um, man, I, Hot Toys and Sideshow brought the heat. I am so excited for that yeah. animated yeah. six scale line. That is gonna be. Are you gonna buy them? I don't. When when they started so, like unveiling like all the things, I remember seeing the one of the Blurg with um Mando first. <laughs> I remember seeing that one, and like I saw the Blurg alone, and I'm like AJ. Should we start collecting hot toys for the blurg alone? Just the blurg. Like I, I don't. I just want the blurg. Right, right. <laughs> you can one, buy just the, the blurg alone. You can. The first hot toy I would have to get would have to be uh, the Kylo one, and they I just think announced. That, yeah, that just went up, and it looks like amazing. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that to pay that much, oh. I would have to get that, and then we get the blurg. It makes it easy when you then do the monthly blurg. payments. Trust me, it gets painfully right. easy. Oh no! Too too easy. In fact, we so we haven't crossed that bridge yet. I don't know if we're going to get there yet. So I mean, three months I'm, from now, I'm yeah, I know. I know. Check in with me three months. Hot toys. Yeah, because I I have no space for hot toys. I collect all the three and three fourth inch figures because mm -hmm. I hate myself. Uh, so. <laughs> Look, I'm looking at oh, empty oh, wall no. space behind you. There is plenty of shelf space. Yeah, I, I could just that. put shelves on on here. I I hung up a poster the so other day. <laughs> That looks good. Poster. Well, that's great. Lovely background. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough picking out a background today. I'm not going to lie because, like, I wish I had, like, more clone-related stuff. Mm. Like, all... I ended up... 
I ended up just picking up my Jedi gauntlets instead because I was like, I don't, oh, I don't cool. know what to like show off. So I was like, well, I went with the cutouts and then I went with the cutouts, know. which keep like scaring the crap out of me every time I walk downstairs. So. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you'll get used to them eventually, alongside no, your life-size uh, 3D printed battle droid that you're definitely going to do. That <gasps> yeah, so we all need one of that. You've got, you do. Yes. You all. We all need one of that. <laughs> You've got okay. CB23 hiding back there. Yeah, on she's. The, she's well, there she is. Just chilling. The Galaxy's Edge one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So what did you buy, Michael? Did all, you say? all of it. Oh. Everything. <laughs> Uh, everything Sideshow announced actually minus the blurg because I was just like, why? Well, here's the thing. Can I tell you something? I have, between the ones I have and the ones I have on order, there's over 60 Hot Toys figures in my collection right now, which is just insane. I actually ended up selling a bunch of stuff to, because I'm just like, I'm not going to buy new stuff without selling old stuff. So it's not my collection is just recycling itself, which is really cool. It's self-sustaining. Um, there you go. But I was like, I, I just moved recently and I just don't, I just don't have the room. And so um, I had to pass on the blurg, but I definitely got the Echo. I got signed up for the Obi-Wan, the Anakin. They did a Rebels Ahsoka statue, snagged that. Um, the Grievous, they did a Ooh, six yeah. scale Grievous, snagged that. So I'm going to have to sell a lot more stuff before it <laughs> arrives. But uh, yeah, I, I was basically Hot Toys and Sideshow. Everything that they had um, sans the Blurg. But I'm sure the Blurg will show up at some point in my collection. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah. No love for the Blurgs. Absolutely none. This I, this is it. I, We're done. No, but end, I, end I, I love the Blurgs. I actually made a custom mini Lego Blurg. I, I really did, Ooh. and I have him riding with a clone <laughs> trooper on top. I do love the blurks, but that thing, if you look at the six scale, that thing sits about this tall. And so with yeah. Mando See, on top, it's about that tall. <laughs> really really big display. Blur, where where do you put that? On the coffee table? <laughs> yep, right in the middle. Centerpiece. Centerpiece at Thanksgiving. Come on. No. <laughs> I have those. Uh, the Blurg m- is served. <laughs> I have the Mythos uh, Darth Maul and Saj Ventress statues, which are like well over two feet tall, and I can't even take them right. out of the box right now because I literally do not have the room for it. So I've got to, so I've got to yeah. make some decisions here, and and I might have to get rid of some wedding photos and and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I would never take those to Home Depot with you. Unfortunately, right, can't pocket right. those. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, got to make some sacrifices. Okay. All about, um, all about sacrifice. Hey, you asked me to come I'm, on, I'm sorry. Jamie. You asked me to come <laughs> on. I don't know what you expected. I'm just, I'm just imagining, like, you walking around with, like, the sideshow, like, display, like, around Home Depot and just, like, looking at the stuff and, like, Darth Maul. Yeah, is can, you, like... can you post a picture of you at Home Depot with the clones? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'll put and them, then in, tag us uh, as I'll put a them in the uh, tool section, the hardware. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I, I, are we done? AJ, AJ, anything else to say? We're done right. here. Jamie, We're I done. thought I was on good behavior. <laughs> I yeah, you, I are. you are. Behavior. That was a good way to end. That was a good way It was. Way it was end. perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the Holland Up Marauders podcast. I want to thank our guest, Michael, from Rexing Around so much for joining us. Um, Michael, where can we find you on social media? Thank you for having me. You can find me anywhere uh, at, at InstaDanielLogan. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Daniel Logan. I'm kidding. I'm rexing around everywhere. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. Of course, I'm we, honored. Oh my gosh, we loved having you. Yeah, um, this was a blast. Then also, thank you, AJ and Matt, for doing the show as we always do. My name has been Jamie. 
And then also I want to remind everyone that for the month of May, we're doing a fundraiser for the Peter Mayhew Foundation. If you want to learn more information about that and find our direct link, please just go to our website, hollandmarauders.com and click on the May, May the 4th fundraiser um, tab. You can find everything there. And then we are Holland at Marauders everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for listening to the Holland at Marauders podcast. Thank <laughs> you.